Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. My name is Nick Blake, and the goal is to create an environment where we find balance of identifying our shortcomings while creating accountability and action to better pursue our goals. How's it going? What's happening, Nick? Sitting here with Dave Blake. Once again, we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the Alive community. We brought it up a lot in the last podcast, and there's a lot of good things that he's doing with that movement, so we're going to kind of dive right into that. So what would you say your mission and goals are with that? Mission and goals, uh, actually some of it aligns with what you're doing. A lot of it does, actually. Um, It just seems like there's an opportunity to bring people together that either are struggling at a certain place in life and need access to material and support that helps with that, or they're living a balanced life, and in order to keep some healthy maintenance with different things that they might have within their life um, that come up. There is a place that they can go to connect, a community of resources, and, uh, you know, maybe if people are thriving in life, they want to keep working at that high level of performance, stay optimum, they can connect with those people, so. So it's a lot more than just sobriety like we had spoke about in the last one. Yeah, I mean, sobriety was the introduction for the idea, I think, initially, because that's kind of like my story a little bit or part of my story mm-hmm. uh, but it became much more than that and I think that was part of the inspiration it's like I, for people some people like me that got sober you want to connect with more people that had this newfound freedom right and then it created this this passion for growth so then I started to look into for myself different programs that helped me with different parts of my life both you know personally professionally and uh I'm a you know I'm a deep thinker. I like to have intimate conversations about about things, and uh, I like to have healthy balance and learn from people that live life that way. Right, connect with mentors, and I love being of service to other people. It's one way of that's one way that I learn very well. So it seemed like when some of the programs that I was going through, there was so much good content. Like for example, you take twelve step recovery programs. 12 steps, not a lot of people, people, maybe they heard 12 steps, but they don't realize what 12 steps are or what that process is. And it's interesting, too, because if you go through, there's just so many programs incorporate those particular pieces of what you actually what you actually go through when you go through a process like that. Same idealistic point, values. Same idealistic, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's biblical. I mean, it's, you know, it's where a lot of things generate from. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. And I think with a stigma to those surrounding those things, people lose the opportunity to take advantage of those things because they haven't identified with an issue. And it doesn't mean that you have to admit brokenness or that you're you're not doing okay in life. You know, there's different phases, different seasons. Sometimes that is the case, but oftentimes it's not. And if, uh, you know, if you feel like you're in a plateau and you want to connect with other people and see how to get through certain things and how to talk about certain things, I mean... The stuff that's going on right now is a perfect example. Yeah, some would be some people would call it pure chaos, and other people would call it enlightenment for people in a very deserving manner. Um, after you know that terrible event with George Floyd, I believe was his name. Yeah. You know, to everyone that was involved in that, their families, the people that had to watch it, experience it, live through that. I feel for you and. 
I don't understand what you're going through, and I can just express my love and gratitude for the people that you are and hope that we can come to terms with something that seems suitable. Um, but, yeah, I, I think your end result or end goal is uh, pretty, pretty similar to mine, which is to express love and gratitude for other human beings. Yeah, and to realize that there's so much that people have to offer one another, right? Like, I could go to you for advice, and you'd be able to put things in place because you're a healthy human being, right? I go, hey, Nick, I've got this. I'm going on uh, this. I've got this going on in life. Or I'm thinking about this move. Or, you know what? I feel like things are pretty good right now, but I'd like to I'd like to uh, expand on my, my physical fitness, on my mental fitness, on my spiritual fitness. And I could go to you, and so many people offer great advice, right? Now... Sometimes it seems like it's a challenge to tap into that, even give yourself the, the, your own advice. So there's so much there's so much spirit that people have, I think, that sometimes we go to look for all the gurus and the spiritual leaders for all those answers. The idea of the alive community is to bring that stuff, bring those people in, but also let, pe- let people um, involve themselves in group meetings. And we're talking about subjects on, I mean, you choose it. It's in there, right? I mean, some of the things, if we're talking about from a struggle standpoint, we're talking about anxiety and challenging relationships. And that could be divorce or it could be work relationships or friendships or family relationships. Um, you know, addiction could be one of those things. Um, you know, those are the things that more like more struggle. I and mean, what if people are thinking about making major changes in their life or they're experiencing parenthood for the first time and uh, defining what it's like to all of a sudden have these different challenges and, and situations in life that when their life changes a little bit, you know, um, there's just so many different, there's so many different things that gives you the opportunity to talk about. And, uh, you know, by removing bias in that community, uh, hopefully it gives an opportunity to look at different tools that are out there that support physical, mental, spiritual wellness that people are able to. So there's plenty of that uh, quality information out there as to how to do it and get to the place that you want to be. And there's there's probably too much of it, really, yeah. at the end of the day. So you're essentially saying your goal is to create an environment where people can do that collectively. Yeah, and the environment looks like this right now. I mean, the, the base environment is an online website that has meetings posted to calendar to a calendar where you can attend different meetings and uh, the goal is to get you know have seven days a week of meetings 24 hours a day that's the idea on all different subjects and those will be run by facilitators who could be coaches they could be uh, professional psychologists they could be counselors they may be people that just have been experienced we call them agents of change leaders that have experienced leaders that have experienced that have gone through transition um, one of the things that I found was like I said earlier, like AA was an introduction into like spiritual growth and identifying things about myself. Like, what do I hold resentment on? What do I have faith in? Um, what character defects do I have? Right. And then also like what the things I didn't feel like it had for me was like, what's my vision of the future? Like now that I found this newfound freedom of myself, like what do I want to do with that? (laughs) How do I approach life now? Because I approach life differently. What's the environment look like? What do I want to consume, watch, listen to, read? And we're going through a lot of that right now. Yeah, we're going through a ton of that right now. We were talking about it earlier, and um, I went. I I call it my program because my program always changes by the season, by different things that I'm actually going through, different goals, different things that I want to 
different things I want to approach at, different things I want to look at. I mean, through through personal development and self-discovery, you know, you can realize that there's characteristics about yourself and things that were given to you that were passed down through generations that may be things that take a little bit more special, more um, attention to really actually change. uncover and yeah. change. Yeah, and what I had done originally. Uh, you know, I went to AA, and then I had a therapist, and then I Tony went to Tony Robbins, and then I went and I got a personal life coach, and then I got another life coach, and the natural like, development of actually yeah, figuring out where you books want and to videos. find yourself. Totally, and then it was I was thinking like, man, that's expensive. That's yeah. hard to get, and you have to really have the desire to go find it. So it's like, what if you could bring a lot of those pieces into one website, one place, where there's select coaches? It's not about every coach. And there's another side of that I'd like to tell you about in a second, too, if you, if you remind me. Um, but what if you could bring that one place so people could go from their house, from their home, from their phone, when they're on the road? If it's noontime in the middle of the day and they just feel like they're having a day where they're feeling a little bit of anxiety and they're feeling a little bit of, they just need a refresher, they want to connect with people, they could do that. They could do it by the phone, they could do it by the laptop, they could do it by the PC. could call in, could, you know, have a, have a meeting through video. Um, and the idea would be to have a collection of coaches that provide those services. That's awesome. Yeah, and I've gotten to witness firsthand you working on that. Started in the office back in Wyndham, New Hampshire, working downstairs. And I think you were working with Kyle Cease back then. You're doing your daily video logs and all that type of stuff. And then working on the book and developing that process with Dominic. And it's turned into a whole lot more than I think you even envisioned at this point. Like, I mean, this was obviously your goal, and the time frame that it's happened under isn't maybe optimal as far as how soon you want it all to unfold, but it seems like it's happening pretty organically now. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, things happen the way that they should happen. And a couple things that I think about is, I think about people like my mom, right? Like, my mom didn't... She would go to a she would go to a therapist sometimes, right? And programs like AA and things like that didn't work for her. They didn't speak to her, right? She I don't know for whatever reason. But I was thinking like, what is the access that people have if they need something right away? Not from a not from a standpoint where it's like you need a nine one one call and this is an emergency breakdown standpoint. You know, maybe those emergency services will be provided there someday. I mean, definitely references will be there on where to call and what to go to, but. What if there's certain stigmas that keep people away from being able to reach Seek out to help. other people? Yeah. You know, it's like that it should it just should be more accessible. It shouldn't have to jump through so many hoops. And another thing that's happened along this project is, you know, first of all, it was an answer to something that I selfishly wanted, and then it was a platform for me to be able to provide those services, be of service, and connect with other people. Right? It was just like this nice, nice relationship here where it's just a back and forth. You give and receive. But I had noticed for coaches, as being a life coach, it was difficult to be able to be of service, run meeting group group sessions with people. And I'm talking about facilitating. I'm no guru. You know, I've got some good advice, and then I've got some failures that didn't work, and I've learned some things that do. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely, you know what I mean? So I never claim to be any of that. I never would want to be because I know that it's not true. I mean, this is a whole other topic. Yeah. I don't think that even the people that, walk the walk and talk the talk even truly know every step of the way i mean it it, life is just this constant learning process and actually learning how to figure out what's emotion 
emotional mind, emotional body, and trying to get those two into alignment. I mean, we went into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I'm not trying to dive back into that or anything, but at its core basis, that's, you know, what everyone's trying to operate within and reach that, you know, top-tier level. And there is people that are better and worse at those things, but I think some people just exude the confidence and that instills or hopefully trickles down into other people. Yeah, and the hope is to have something that is exactly stripped down from that type of persona, right? It's like, like I was saying earlier, there's so many brilliant people amongst us, right? But without celebrity status or, you know, certain financial status or, you know, being in the light, like how could you possibly have good advice? Well, we know that's not true because... Entirely. You know, and if anything, some of the, a lot of the people that I've met that have gone through difficult times and have, and have had to... They don't have to, but they've made the choice to actually overcome challenges they've had in life and take big steps and take risk and work through fear and, um, you know, expand what their comfort level is. Those people have so much to offer, right? So this is a, this is a, this is a platform for that, for people to be, you know, to be absolutely amazing pedestrians just as we stand. And when I was going through the coaching piece and I was putting together a website, you know, and Dom and I were working on it. It spent so much. T- I spent so much time trying to build the website, have a place to land, figure out how to have meetings, work on marketing pieces. It was just too much. So at the end of the day, and then you know, then build content, like share my thoughts on paper, share my thoughts on video. I was unable to do that because I was spending so much time on the business pieces. So the idea, you know, this is a the idea got consumed by the actual process of making it a reality exactly and then so then looking at looking at the services like well geez this isn't only a community build for people that are going to be able to attend and be a part of it but this is also a resource for a coach like the coach's value in this is that they get to bring people that they know to a site and then be exposed to other individuals that are coming from other coaches do you think there's any level of um say say you sign on a few coaches do you think there's going to be any level of competition there from coach to coach? Yeah. Well, I think if there is, then those might not be the best coaches for this I- for this ideal. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. And I mean, but, that but competitiveness no, is good too. It happens no matter what though. Yeah. Like that's just human nature. They they obviously want to be the best they can be. Everyone's trying to sell themselves as an individual in order to provide the best product hopefully. And yeah, I just think that's something that w- might come up. I was just curious. Yeah, no, no. I think it's a really good question. And, and I've asked myself the same thing because essentially what I hope to create is something where my limited understanding of life and what I can provide for advice is completely overcome by having so many more professionals that have so much more information. I mean, that's the ultimate anyway. And then so for me to see, for example... You're a coach, you come on there, right? If that was something that you chose to do someday. And the other certified coaches, if I saw them to begin to build a network of people and lift what our community looks like and society and how and it's helping people, I mean, geez, what a freaking great accomplishment that is. And I truly feel that way. So I think that's part of what our core value is, is that understanding. And sometimes that stuff, I think, gets, that stuff could get in the way in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. right? It's more about the mission about getting there than it is about... Let's make sure it's through me, right? Yeah. And, and I'd want to know. You know, it's like, 
say we have somebody on there that's a grief coach, which we have, you know, we've, we've started to build a, a small network of coaches. This isn't going to be like, hey, everybody sign up if you're a certified coach. There's a space, space for you. This is more about being intentional about, you know, having business professional coaches on there, having and physical fitting, fitness. Yeah, fitting the values. Fitting the values, right? And having different people and say, oh, wow. You know, it's like we brushed a little bit on this, on your open concept type of meeting. Like when we have, a, I have a gate, the gateway is a book. I am going to live on that platform through gateway. But I don't want to limit myself to those conversations. But if someone goes through that program and they all of a sudden they realize, geez, I'm holding a lot of anger, right, from grief. It's like, well, geez, we have a grief coach. You should go to some of those meetings. That'd be great for you because they can speak better to that to that topic, to that niche. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense. It's a really cool vision, and it's neat to see that it's actually unfolding. Obviously, a long time ago, I had even helped with the website piece and taking classes on that up at. University of Washington and yeah I think there's been so many people especially you that have been involved in it and there's a place for everyone like I think about this podcast here because it speaks to a certain it speaks to a certain group and demographic and that's the idea is like if if there's things on there that don't speak to other people then let's find those things and bring them in there you know yeah it's not this multi-level marketing or it's not this push to buy the next book or it's not you know it's not any of that stuff I think I think things like that can can interfere and 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 eliminate and not provide or you know um build on trust and i think that that's super important but i gotta tell you when i've people that have people that are close to me have heard me talk about this vision and some people i think grab onto it and care and some people don't and that's fine but for me personally it's been one of those things where it hasn't been about the money it's been about having something that clearly see a vision that can really truly help people and I've thought to myself, like, man, if we don't do this now, like, someone else is going to do it. And I think, you know what? Even if that happens, isn't that what you want to see? But because we've had this vision and because it's been something I've articulated and put so much time and work into, I really want to see it at least have a good shot. Mm-hmm. And this time period that we're in, I think, is absolutely perfect for it. Yeah, I agree 100% with everything that's going on and people working from home now and just how the internet is now the new wave that's how everything is taking place it's just not going to be at least for you know the immediate future everything's just different yeah you know meeting up physically doesn't need to be the only way no and, and i've and i've watched you with different interaction like people have community in different spaces right like even like online video game communities connecting with people through through video conferencing but there's an element of loss right now, no matter what, because it's different. You can't connect the same way, right? You can if you choose to, but we're not supposed to, right? Um, and I don't, and I'm not, and it doesn't even matter my view of it. It's just a reality, right? Like that, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that regardless of how my feelings are of it, that it's still a reality that's affecting us, and uh, people need to connect. I was talking to someone the other day that is having some challenges and I think it's multiple things. It's like one, their life is completely different than it was six months ago for a good reason, but it's different. So there's different elements. And then good reason meaning good reason meaning they're improving their life and they moved Mm -hmm. and things like that. But then at the same time you have this, this pandemic, this COVID restriction that's going on and they're not only able to do the things that they would be able to do before. 
like go get their hair done, go get their nails done, or go shopping, or do these different things that were that they kind of identify as what makes them them, and now yeah. they're in a suppressed state. Yeah, and as then, a result, which is kind of sad. It is sad, and and then what that does is all of a sudden now it's like, oh my gosh, who am I? And some of those things can surface. You know, one of the thing, one of the therapists I saw, which I've had some great therapists, but um, I love having a therapist. It's like having a good gym. And uh, one of the things he was talking about, he talked about what really resonated with me is having a blemish, like an attire. You know, when you have a bubble in a tire and as the tread wears down, then eventually it makes it to the surface. And I think life can be like that. It can bring stuff. It can bring stuff out that you've carried for quite a long time. And when we don't have what I'd say are distractions, and I'm not talking about. I mean, we can talk about social media being distractions and TikTok and Facebook and Snapchat and those things, but I'm talking about just being able to live with elements of your life that really provide you with these comforts. Those things can start rise up and, and, and start. you can start to question those things. Where do you go? Well, geez, like sometimes I hear the first answer is it's either church or it's a therapist. Well, if the therapist is only going to be available two weeks from now and you don't even know if that therapist is going to work for you. And they only give you an hour of their time. And they give you an hour. right? I think therapists are great. But it's, you know, that it takes work to get there. And who knows by the time you get there if you're still motivated. But at that moment... Or if moment, you still feel the exact same. If yeah. you feel the same way. Or if you can recapture what your thinking was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if there was access to those things on a daily basis so you could tap in when necessary at any point, then, I mean, it'd be great. And some people, I love going... I go to church, right? I go to church sometimes. I think I'm a pretty moderate attender. I wasn't before, but I like going to different things. If that doesn't resonate with you, where do you go? Right. What do you do? I mean, there there's so many communal things you can do as a person that kind of lift your spirituality. Um, church being a great one, and, you know, obviously a million different religions, but people get the same level of fulfillment from playing recreational sports and stuff like that. I mean, those aren't options right now either. Totally. So, Again, right? Like, those yep. are things that... that to get you excited, going to a game, you get to lock out, you get to play, you get to do stuff. It's like you don't have those, those some of those things aren't available. And I'm not saying there's no solution for it, I'm saying there is. And like, let's talk about them. And this could be one of those things. Yeah, giving another medium to actually achieve that. No, it's really exciting. Yeah, and what I've found, um, I don't know if this sounds right, but like my church in a way has been just deciding what I consume and a lot of that has been through podcasts and that's what actually gave me the drive to create one myself because I felt like I have value that's worth being heard and listened to such as other people and a lot of the podcasts I listen to granted there's like great snippets out of them they don't always get you to the the, uh, mind frame that you want to be like sometimes it's just information that isn't really going to change what you um how you feel in that moment. So, you know, for me, there's Joe Rogan. Um, like I was talking about last week, I've been paying attention to uh, Impulsive because I'm curious what the, you know, the top tier people are doing. Uh, another one is Tony Robbins. I'll listen to him occasionally, but often that kind of switches to a business focus and then buying his coaching program. And then, you know, there's other guys like uh, Andy Frisella, who obviously we did 75 hard through. He is pretty focused on creating that, but his approach is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think that it works for a lot of people, but some people don't need to be talked at 
and just want to be talked with and too. So that's kind of why I took this approach. But what I was originally saying was I've found a lot of fulfillment from podcasts. I don't know what it is about me in particular, but my mind is always moving, like, constantly. I can't stop it. I have friends that say they can, and I just can't comprehend it. Like, I can't go to sleep at night because I just have to turn off everything. Like, all bit of stimulation in my life just needs to come to an end in order to end my day. Because it seems like I ramp up throughout the day and then make it to a really good spot at probably, like, nine ten o'clock, and then... Anyways, I was yeah, just... our minds peak at different times for yeah. sure. But I t- but yeah, I mean, my mind, my mind goes that way, a lot of time too. So and it has nothing to you know. For a while, I used to think like, am I you know, am I grateful enough? It's like yeah, I'm totally grateful for what I have. But I like really enjoy connecting with people, and mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoy being a part of something that offers service for that. I don't even want this to replace anything in my life. I just wanted to enhance the things that I have. Right. Yeah, so all I was saying is, you know, with my mind running the way it does, I can get caught in thought loops that then become self-deprecating, and mm. it makes you question every aspect of what you're doing, who you've, you know, wronged, and mm-hmm. you get into all these weird uh, nooks and crannies of your brain that you you shouldn't, and I think it's a lot more common than people talk about, is just those thought patterns being negative, so... Having some other forms of stimulation, whether it be podcast or joining a meeting, that uh, more frequent input has a much more gratifying and um, motivating experience than just kind of going about your day individually. Yeah, totally. It's um... To have to look forward to one single event a week or a month isn't enough. No, it's not. And, you know, I would imagine... And it... I would imagine at different times it, it's different things, right? It's like sometimes. Oh, exactly. It could yeah. be there could be a week where sometimes you know my like my I call it my program because it depends on the season of my life that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some there's some major projects like this right now that it is part of my program. Being a part of a meeting at six thirty in the morning every day to connect with a group of people that are building this is really important to me from a passion standpoint. So I make that sacrifice because you know I work full-time as a general manager of an organization that requires me to, um, it doesn't require me, it does require me, but I am passionate about not letting that responsibility be affected by other things. So the only way that I can do these things is to make sure that I don't interfere with that space and that time with the, with being a servant in those other spaces. Um, but you know, at different, different seasons and different parts of life, there's different things to actually, there's different things to work through. I mean, I remember when we moved out west, it was like, who do you talk to about changing basically everything that you know and all the comforts? Like, where do you go for that? You know, you read some books on it, you look at some videos, you talk to people. That's not an experience that just everybody next door around you has with doing that. So, you know, even like a place like this could be a place to a place to go and, and throw those things out, about major changes in life. Mm-hmm. I never get it when pe- sometimes, like... Like for me, I wear things on my heart. When I do something that disappoints someone or if I think that there's something that I did that I could have done better, I take it personal. Now, there's there's self-shaming involved in that and that's not a healthy thing, but it's a reality that happens to me easily. And people that talk to me wouldn't know that. Like, you're so optimistic all the time. It's like, yeah, but sometimes it takes me trying because I want to work from a place of solution and I don't want to be overrun 
by those things because it happens to me easy maybe sometimes maybe some people are different you know god bless anyone that doesn't have to go through that but for me it, it has taken intentional work to actually um to actually heal that you know or to, to actually cope with that or work through it hmm. yeah i mean it's you you're conditioned to not have to show your emotion on a daily basis, like, if you go into work already having a bad day, you just have to, like, wipe it off, and there's really no outlet for that. Yeah, exactly. As a professional, you have to almost wear a mask there. Yeah, there's just sometimes, you know, it's like, I truly believe that changing your physical state and changing your mental state, it'll follow. Like, where you put your energy, energy will flow. I think it's Tony Robbins says something like that. So, you know, I believe in that. Sometimes when I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it in the middle of the day, I get up and I go for a walk, get myself going. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when I don't, that's, you know, people ask, it's like, how do you, how do you keep that level that you work, that you work through? It's like, you don't stop when your body, when not like, I'm not talking about like if I'm sick or physically just done, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I don't let myself get in the mindset or I try to minimize the mindset that I get in to just not do something when it doesn't feel like it because a lot of times like I don't feel like doing it no and that's what I was talking about that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier I mean there's days where you just don't want to get up and go for your walk there's days you you don't want to even go to work but there's setting a level of certainty in your mind saying I have to do this is what's going to actually get you there yeah you know I've enjoyed some of I've enjoyed so much about our relationship but one of the things I one of the things that happened recent was when you asked me to do the 75-day hard challenge. I was thinking for 75-day hard, I was thinking, um, wow, that seems hard. Yeah. <laughs> right? Obviously. Yeah. But all I needed was you to ask me, and I said yes. Right? I didn't think about what was upcoming, what was going to be in the way, what was on the calendar. It was because no matter what, there'd never be a good time for it. But that introduction by you, I could look and say, well, you know, I get... 21 years of life on you you know hang with me kid and I'll show you the way but it's that's not the way that's not the way mine works my mind works I like to be humble enough to say geez let me listen here's an opportunity and it taught me a lot it taught you know I took things away from that I still go walking in the morning that's like my meditation time yeah like to get up and get mobile and actually get your day going mm-hmm. it's so huge I mean as primal human beings, we I had this conversation with you the other day. What happens is we wake up, we go sit in the car on our way to work, get to our office, sit at work. Obviously, not everyone does this if you're working in a trade or something like that. But go sit in your office all day, get tired, mentally exhausted, not physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, and it feels the same because it's behind your eyes. Um, then you go back, get in your car, sit drive home, hit the couch, sit, you know, that's a very common plan for everyone on a daily basis. And the reality is you almost reach a level of fulfillment just by physical exertion. Like during the course of that, for me, there was a, I don't think there was any lapse in, you know, happiness or consistency. It was just like, I know I got to do this and I'm going to, and I felt good through the whole thing. And it's bizarre. I almost felt more physically tasked trying to get back into a rhythm after not being able to go to the gym and 
was more apt to injure myself by not using my body every day. And I, I think it has such a great mental benefit that people don't really take advantage of. Yeah, and I think programs in general, like let's take, it's easy. It's easier to talk about like a physical program a little bit mm-hmm. than it is mental or spiritual, right? But like a physical program, it's like I think someone, when you have to get active, there's this, sometimes this, creative idea in your mind that you need to go out and do CrossFit and you need to do the next Tough Mudder and you have to run a race or you have to be extreme. And sometimes all it is is like you just get a little bit active and go for a walk and make that a routine and then build off of that and see how comfortable that is. And maybe it's one lap around the block. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's four. But there's it's like meet yourself where you're at and people are at all different places. Because I don't go extreme on everything that I do. But I do try to present these things in my life when my body, my mind, my soul feels like it needs to be. It needs some such sort of nutrition or, or rest, whatever that is. Right. Hmm. When we did, when we did seventy five, when we did seventy five day hard, I think like you're saying, I was surprised with how much I was actually capable of. I mean, they were busy days, you know, and it was nice to have an end date because it was like. Sometimes why else, what have you accomplished if you don't actually set a time period? But if you make a commitment to do something over a prolonged period of time, you know, not like I'm going to do this this next five days, but, you know, for the next 30 days, this is going to kind of be my routine and I'll see how that goes. And you find the things that work and you find the things that don't. And uh, you just make that part of who, who you are and what you do and how you live and you just expand and you just expand on it. Yeah, finding your rhythm. I feel like even when I was doing that, I mean, I had just taken on a whole new position for work. And that by itself was exhausting. So you you throw that element in on top of just pure physical exertion and mental exertion. I almost still felt like there was time in the day to do more. So I think as humans, we think we're not capable of more. And that's the first self-deprecating thought that we have is I'm too tired to actually do something. I don't have time. Those two things that you tell yourself on a daily basis become your reality. I mean, it's subliminal manifestation, self-programming, etc. that people just haven't learned to exceed that level. Yeah, there's days that I'm excited to do it, like, oh, I can't wait to go for that walk, or I can't wait to work out, but a lot of the time, some of the time, it's, I have to go do that, that's the thought that comes to mind, but, you know, it's like, I get to, I get to do it, but it still takes that first, it still takes that first step, yeah. you know, it would be, the couch calls me, basically is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like that, that, that calls me, that behavior calls me. Netflix can call me. And sometimes I think it's good because I just need to, like you said... Actually disconnect. I just need to disconnect for a little bit. I'm a little better at doing that than you, but... (laughs) Well, sometimes when I stop the train, it's tough to get the train going again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I get these, like, lapses of motivation that keep me really going, and then I got to find it again. And I think that's just the constant cycle and just maintaining... Trying to maintain those like bottom core habits and then anything above that is just extra is the most important thing yeah well it's like the baselines for me the baseline has always increased and increased 
So it's like to to look back and look at things that I haven't done in the past or things that weren't a part of my life at a certain point, it's unfair. I'm a different human being today, right? So it is part of the story, but it's not the complete physical narrative. And uh, it's like there's always this like trying to get somewhere. I mean, we talk about this like growing as human beings, like we're always changing. The skin's changing and recycling itself all the time. We're constantly regenerating cells and old cells are dying. Like that's just part of what that is. And the media, I think the really cool thing about making different decisions in life and doing something different is the quicker I can move, and that's why when we talk about what's going on right now, I think it's, I think it could be really, there's, there's one healthy thing I can do when things aren't in my control um, and there's things that are not working in life is I can make a decision to step into a new space. Once you step into that new space, it's not like working towards. Like That's why I think the word recovery sometimes for me is... Is, um, a tough word because it's almost limiting. Yeah, it's like recovering to what you know. I mean, ultimately, I'd love to be as free as I was as a as a chi- young child when there was less, you know, there wasn't self shaming and there wasn't like getting in the way of being embarrassed or you know your inhibitions were. It was just a little bit easier, right? I mean, those are just. It was easier to love. It was easier to laugh. It was easier to play. Right? It wasn't until all of those other things kind of happened get in the way where it's like getting back to, but. I don't People think there is. You can't do things. Yeah. And even if it's in a subtle way, it takes you back. And it, I don't even like believing in backsliding. I think that it's like anytime we've had, anytime I've had a disruption, it's like it's either something that had, it's it's definitely what I asked for. Whether or not I wanted it was another thing, but it's what I asked for by what I was doing. It's what was it's what supposed was supposed to happen for me in order to develop, and. It's just the space that I'm in. So anything at all that happens, you know, if I don't, if I'm on a good, if I'm on a good uh, rhythm of going to the gym for seven days and I stop for two days, it doesn't mean that I ended. It, it right. doesn't mean it's just all I do is I go the next day and it's like, I go. It's like, do you go to the gym? Yeah, I went yesterday. It's like, cool, you go. That's it. Give yourself a break. Like celebrate the fact that you're making the change. You right. are what you are. You are what you are today. And that's all we actually have. Which is just like a basic concept of like AA, right? Just for today. It's not that I don't live in fear that I'm going to have a beer tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to choose. If, if I make the same decisions tomorrow that I made today, I'm going to live in that space. But the only thing I can control is this space. Which I'd love to like just, I don't know how much time we have left, but I'd love to wrap just a little bit about about how much control there is in this situation with some of the riots that are going on right now, um, the protest, uh, the COVID deal. Like, I have my own opinions about these things, right? and um, but the only thing I can really control is what my influence is on the world, right? I can't take away any of the things. Do I see injustice? I do. Do I see love? I do. Which one am I going to choose to present right. to the world today? That's the only thing I can control. And like you said, I choose to be as loving, as compassionate as possible. I've learned a lot. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of recalculating and a tune-up in my mind. As much as I strive towards not being someone that discriminates or not having a prejudiced thought. or I mean, there's things that were given to me before I even had a choice to receive them. So when things like this happen, it really gives me an opportunity as a human being to say, all right, what's my influence? I can control what I consume. 
by what I watch and what I read and what I listen to, but I also can control with what I distribute. Right. Making sure that it actually aligns with your values and supports the growth of the values that people need to start instilling in others. Yeah, and this is in, this is something that's been interesting that I've been thinking about is, to me it's interesting, <laughs> it may not be anyone else, but if we talk about the people that were involved, right, there's... These are these are learned behaviors. Whether they're whether they're they're they are behaviors. There are ways that there are ways of that that was response that people respond to different situations. No matter what, something's unhealthy, right? Something just doesn't work. But they're learned behaviors in some way. There's an influence to those things, right? Doesn't make any of it excusable at all, and doesn't make it. It just makes it real. So what is it that I you know, like, what is it that I can do to help the world, to help community? Because it makes me sad. You know, I watched a video today, of it was on King 5, and it was this, this woman that isn't from this country, and she was just talking about, talking about the brokenness, and just the passion in her, in her, in what she said, and how she communicated it, was just a pure, she was just talking pure humanity, right? She just was talking about, like, please, like, just, just humans, like, let's just figure out how to get past these things to just develop. You know, I think if, if aliens were looking at us, we're, you know, if we're, a, if we're some type of a reality show for some planet, they'd be looking at us and say, what are these people doing? Look at that beautiful planet they're on. Look at the amount of, the amount of pain that they can cause one another. It's like, would you stop? Right. Yeah, would you support each other? Just support each other. Love thy neighbor. It's like... You know, and I'm and I say that like it's like it's completely obvious and easy. I I have to work at it. Traffic is a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, you're people are completely different. Like driving is a mode of living that's completely separate from the the reality. Like you would not feel that same way about the person if you got outside of the car at the event that you're going to unless something just happened with them. But like if you met them in passing, that has nothing to do with the two of you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I ran into a, I ran into a situation with someone recently and it was like the way that I was spoken to and the way that they handle themselves is their choice. It's just not a way that I value. But it, it hurt me because I allowed it to, but I don't know any other way. I think that's the thing is like when they love people deeply, you hurt deeply. At least that's how that works for me. I don't know from a, you know, it's like, I think there's a little bit of um, narcissism within all of us, but I'm not such a narcissist, you know, I don't have that level of narcissism where it's like, I can just do something and then not be affected by that. Like, it, it literally, it genuinely, like, what's my responsibility in this? And it's hard, but I believe, some people may believe this is a weakness, I don't. I believe it's a complete strength when something happens and I'm able to go, okay, no matter what, I'm going to set a boundary of what is acceptable for me, but I'm not going to compromise how I want to approach this situation, this per- this person, by reducing what I value. And it's hard to do that, but I think it's a powerful thing. I think it's like, okay, let me take ownership of my stuff within this. Let me handle what I can control and let me move forward. I mean, there's a piece of me that wants to be like, hey, I can argue with the best of them. You know, I'm not a pushover, but that to me... 
that ego piece of that and have it prove my point when it's going to go on deaf ears or it's not going to it's not going to get me anywhere there's no need there's no there's there it's bad energy spent yeah you know yeah it doesn't actually accomplish anything it's just two dogs barking right <laughs> essentially yeah and it, but it's like you know what do you you know it, it's like i can look at someone and yell at them about what i want them to do what I need them to do for me, or I can try to figure out a way where that per- where it resonates with that individual. One way take one way takes a little bit longer, but it's a it's a la- it's a more of a lasting and um, more of a compassionate. The way that I value, I think that things need to be communicated, and that's shifted me. I wasn't always that way, you know. I don't like bullies. I mean, who does? You know, and I don't find it accept. I don't find it acceptable behavior. Well, you have a pretty good way of controlling the direction of a conversation, anyways. That's something you've had to learn to do in your role, anyways. Um, dealing with car dealers, <laughs> I've been pretty. I've had plenty of opportunity to practice for sure. Yeah, and I've responded in a way before it wasn't always that way, especially when I was younger. I've had a. I've had to learn. I've had to learn just that that lesson. I mean, that's East Coast West Coast too. It is part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the way people from the East Coast generally talk is not received well out here. No. If it's straightforward and dry or to the point, just trying to accomplish something, it's not really comprehended. I've had many instances where people are like, why are you so serious? I'm like, no, I'm just doing my job right now. I, I'll joke around after that. I just want to accomplish the task at hand and not really dive into the minutiae of like how you feel about the conversation. You just have a something you need to do. I have something I need to do. Let's get it done. Yeah, and some, then we can have a fun conversation yeah. about sports after. Some people, there's a rub. It's like I'm not, you know, I'm just having a conversation with you. I'm not trying to be that, you know. But I have this, you know. There's this, and sometimes I experience that in my position. I know your type. You're talking down. It's like, man, I really am not trying to talk down. I'm just trying to have a conversation. I was just talked down to. If you hear that, like that, if someone says that, they're talking down to you. If it's not your intention. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also mindful of the fact that just what my intention is isn't necessarily the impact that I'm having. So, again, humble it. Hum, you know, try to be more humble by it. Look at it. Um, I think that something I try to remind myself of is the quicker I can remove the emotional baggage that something can create in me or um, process something, right? So, like, see a problem, see a situation. The quicker I can look at that the most efficient way I can look at that, identify what facts are necessary in order to make a movement, I can begin to move into a space of solution. And I like to try to get there as quickly as possible. Sometimes when you have a conversation with someone about something, you can't move to that place until they get what they want to say off their chest. Or they rediscover over, you know, live over again what gets you there. But I'll often find myself in conversations like, do you want to continue to talk about why it's a, why it's a crappy situation or should we just figure out how to move forward? Almost at some point, sometimes I have to stop myself and go, let this person get that stuff out so that then we can move to solution-based thinking. Right. It's an ego boundary sometimes for people. Like, I want to be heard, but they don't know what the outcome is supposed to be, and then they don't have the problem-solving skills or they're not in the position to make the decision so they feel totally. powerless. yeah. And- and it's a therapeutic exercise. Right. Like the therapeutic exercise to like let that stuff out and go, oh, okay, you heard me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm truly understood. I feel appreciated. Maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And you know, I find if I if I click to that space too soon without listening to someone, which sometimes can happen, because I want to move to solution. It's like, all right, we discovered it is broken. Can we talk about a solution? <laughs> I mean, that's really the only that, right. I, that's all I want to do. It's like I agree with you. And a lot I of people. I mean, it happens in relationships all the time. People just want to talk about the problem, but what's what's the how are we going to solve this? Because there's an opportunity in it. It's like, wow, what a great opportunity. It doesn't feel like that at the time. It's not like I, I see things that, that frustrate me and I go, all right, what an opportunity this is. It's like I have to go through the experience myself to process it, whatever that is. Sometimes people just need to actually step back, look at it from the 10,000-foot view, the 30,000-foot view, and say, is it as big as I feel like it is? I mean, sometimes it's just a culmination of a lot of things that are added up that come out in one way it's like that's where the seal broke there's other things that have just stacked up yeah and sometimes yeah and sometimes saying it outward to someone you can begin to hear yourself think about rethink about what it is that you're saying it's like you can hear yourself that's why i think for me you know i i pray right i pray to the unseen order of things i believe that the unseen order of things is full of love and compassion and when I was in a space recently, and I tried to tap into that. What I do is I say, look, it, I'm going to give this to the order of things here because this is a situation that I can't control. Like, I can't pull the buttons, flip the switches, and pull the strings. So I'm going to give this to the order of things, and I, and I have faith in the fact that that's going to resolve itself. I do that often. And when I connect in that space sometimes of, of struggle, what I noticed this happened to me is that I couldn't... When, mo- most of the time, I can hear something go, Dave you know exactly what the answer is. You just step back away from it. You're doing the right thing. Just keep that space going, right? But sometimes if I'm too emotional or getting caught up in what that is, whether it be, when I say emotion, it could be anger, it could be sadness, it could be frustration, it could be any of those things, which is all just, you know, to me it's one pool of, of the same. Um, what can happen is I can't hear that voice. And it's not necessarily a voice as much as it's, it's a feeling, and uh, it's and to me that's because the natural order of things is I'm stuck in a little bit of space of darkness, which just blocks out the light of thinking. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I try to articulate. It's difficult, but it happens inside my mind. You know, when I can't when I can't see that when I can't connect, that's because I'm being consumed by an energy that's not that's not truly where I, where I can be. And by saying it out loud to someone else. And having them either repeat it or share with something that I might know inside my mind, and not necessarily that I do know it, then it helps me come to a place of a place of resolution. It's like I just need someone to tell me that. That's what I thought. I just need some validation that I'm not going I'm not going crazy here, you know. Well, we're forty five minutes in and last podcast was <laughs> almost two hours. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we start to close it up? I mean, we can keep going for another 15 minutes or so, but no, no, I think it's good to keep it simple. It's, it's, uh, it's good. I think it's, it's, uh, respectful to the people that are listening to these things. And, um, and I think I really, I love what you're doing. I love having conversations with you. So I hope we get to do more of them. Uh, the one thing I would say is that the, the alive community, the alive community, well, I use it in short, I call it TAC, uh, new websites going up this week, 
and it was in, it's in, it's been interesting about this project. I talked about it a little bit is there's going to be a way for coaches to register to the site so that if there's they want to have a space in there, which is gives them a bio page, gives them um, some facilitating support to run video group meetings, uh, to have a space to kind of live, to provide their services to uh, gain coaching clientele if they have a book. Uh, and they have, uh, if they have material, there'll be a blog where they'll be able to submit blog material, whether it be a vlog or whether it's written, um, video format. You know, all those pieces will be built within the site. And uh, our goal is to build this to 10,000 people and create enough value there so there's a subscription for a small fee, like you pay for Spotify or something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that you know to pay five, ten dollars a month eventually. That there's enough there's enough meetings there that if you attend to to a month it's kind of it's worth the donation to support um, the build because I think that I do think money is healthy um, I think it, you know it's sometimes it's it's another thing that it's like sometimes it might be difficult to talk about like you know certain hard opinions about politics or religion I mean I can talk about and I, I don't mind having a conversation about anything as long as you don't force your opinion and on me that I have to believe what you believe. <laughs> I want you to have your beliefs, and I want to be able to share mine, and then maybe I'll learn something from you, learn something from me. Um, but I do believe as far as, as far as money, the more people we have being able to take a certain amount of money and put it in good places in order to expand on ideas, I think that that's just such a great opportunity. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you're investing in yourself, it's going to allow you to have much more of it. Totally. And and so far this project, I've pumped in quite a few dollars over the years, so um, it would be nice for that to be uh, self-sustainable too. But we have a gateway meeting tonight. We have them every Sunday, and a gateway meeting is basically uh, the outline of of my book, uh, Me and Dom Wrote and uh, co-authored and it's a kind of a, a collection of multiple different programs we put together just to have conversation and I think tonight is tonight's meeting will be about being of service to other human beings and to ourselves and then we'll just have a discussion about it and hopefully go into Monday feeling like we're just ready to kick butt yeah that's the goal right I mean <laughs> Sundays are these odd days it often feels like a recovery day but Hopefully it's the one that actually kickstarts the rest of your week. It sets the pace. Do, I, uh, you, do you remember the song Manic Monday? You wouldn't remember that. I don't. It's by the Bengals. Do you even know the Bengals? I don't. Like, there used to be this video, Walk Like an Egyptian, which was probably... Oh, like, I, I... Do you know that I video? Know that, yeah. All right, super old, man. Like 80s, right? Um, I think I was... I don't know. I was probably working in the grocery store at the time. 14 years old or something. I don't even know. But uh, but there's a song, Manic Mondays, and I think for me, I don't know if it was a rhythm through life, but I wake up on a Monday, I'm like, oh, I can have an amazing Sunday and have an amazing Sunday night, and I wake up Monday morning sometimes, I'm like, what am I doing? Everything's great. I love what I'm doing, but there's just a little bit of manic. So that was the idea behind Sunday nights was to get into the week going, I have control, I have control of some things in my life, and I'm connecting with good people, and I'm taking the world on in a healthy way. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to bring to the table? No, I just want to tell you I love you, and I think that what you're doing with this podcast is awesome. And it's fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I want to keep doing it. It's not something I intend to stop. I've actually officially invested some money in it, and that's going to continue. Um, you know, I really appreciate anyone that does listen to it, of course. If anyone takes anything away, please let me know, and... You know, we could start doing questions and things like that as well. 
I really want to help people. You know, that's the goal behind this. Uh, anything that I can do to further add to my friends, family, and anyone beyond that is huge. So feel free to keep listening. If you enjoy this, throw in a five-star review just because that helps actually get some recognition and boosts us to at least the beginning of the search engine, which then makes it grow further. I mean, we have people that are actually downloading it in, uh, like, Australia and India. Like, there's actually places... Really? That, yeah. That's it's awesome. not just people we know now, which is pretty cool. And um, anyone that really takes value out of it, please just promote it in the sense of giving it to someone else because at the end of the day, I want to be able to keep this going and the more people actually take away from it, the better it'll get. So thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day to sit here with me. It's nice going on a walk and getting kind of ready for it. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. To hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. We should find a place to land this on the, the Alive Community site. I've, I Absolutely. want to talk to group. Like, this would be a perfect example of things that are influencing, right? Just another thing, like, maybe if one other person just does something for their day like this that's the reason behind it Mm -hmm. and the thing i like about podcasts is that we're always doing something like whether it be you know doing the dishes or driving the car there's plenty of time throughout your day to listen to something and pay even half attention there might be a couple key words that are said throughout it that kind of get you into a better mind frame and just promote the rest of your day and elevate you to a better point take one piece yeah just a little bit at a time. That's really all you can do. I know that life is pressing. And there's... I mean, financial burden is one of the toughest things to deal with. And You throw in the comparables of social media and everything that's out there. It makes you question if you're where you want to be. But I think everyone's direct right where they should be. And as long as you are kind of self-aware and take advantage of all the tools that you have, you can do more, so... Once again, thanks for coming, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Elevated.